0: People at sealingGodsPeople.org with your host Dennis Beard. We've been talking about the ceiling, the new thing that God is doing in preparing those for the work of the ministry. Not only the ones that are called, many called, very few chosen, it says. Well, many called, few chosen, but the ones that are chosen then have to be faithful. So we read in the book of the Revelation the called, chosen, and the faithful. That God uses as vessels unto honor, meet for the Master's use. We see in Revelation seven talking about the sealing of God's servants. The key word there is servants—the ones that do obey Him, keep His commandments, that love God. But they also have something else that the others do not have. In Revelation nineteen ten, there is a man that John sees that he knows. Is the Lord. Now, if anyone knew the Lord Jesus Christ, John the, the Apostle, uh, John the Revelator, knew the Lord Jesus. And he bowed down as if to worship this man. And the man said, See, thou doest it not. I'm of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is. The Spirit of prophecy. the only way we can understand the words of the book of this prophecy of the revelation is by the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus. This is not an angel that John saw. This is the body of Christ that have gone up, grown up into Jesus in to him in all things, not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. We see in that Revelation 7. The seal of the servants of our God in their forehead, and this is before the four winds that are to hurt the sea, the land, and the trees. And do not hurt the sea, land, or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God in their forehead. That's the mind of Christ. In their forehead, the servants... And they said, I heard the number of them that were sealed. There was sealed RMD thousand. Just like the mark of the beast is not written six hundred three score and six, it is written by three Greek symbols key, Z, stigma, key, six hundred, Z, X, I, sixty, stigma, six. Same way in the 144. Three Greek symbols. R, M, D. R, 100. M, 40. D, 4. It lets us know it has spiritual significance. And eastward in the work of God, or 12 squared, of the 144, is always the work of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. For it's God that worketh in you, both are willing to do of his good pleasure. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that is the mystery of wisdom, that hidden wisdom, which is only in Christ Jesus. In him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, which is a mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. That mystery of God he is that Spirit. The mystery of the Father, He is that Spirit. The mystery of Christ, He is that Spirit. Only one Spirit. And that is a mystery. Now revealed by the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, You've seen me, you've seen the Father. He says in John 8, 13-27, they're asking about the two witnesses. Why two witnesses? And Jesus, whenever they came and said, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true because I'm not alone. I bear witness of myself and the father that sent me. He beareth witness of me. He goes on and gives us a profound statement. He said, it is written in your law the testimony of two men is true. I am one that beareth witness of myself, that is, Jesus, in the days of his flesh, his own body, which now we are that body of Christ, the body of the Christ. And the mystery concerning Christ and the church, that we are bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. And that mystery is that we are the body of the Christ, as stated in Ephesians 5. There, he tells us the two witnesses. And why two witnesses? At the time of Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, or the head of the year, or the first of the new year. The first of the year, Rosh Hashanah, and the Feast of Trumpets. In Leviticus 23, we find that these are the Feast of the Lord, not Feast of the Church, not Feast of Israel, but in truth, Feast of the Lord. And the Feast of the Lord, are Moed, are divine appointments of God, with man. And in these feasts, we've talked that there are seven feasts, and the body of Christ should be and have already eaten the flesh of Jesus and drank his blood in the first four feasts. In obedience, there, which is the Feast of Passover, in that first season, the Feast of Passover being repentance, to repent. And we talked about that that's not salvation, but certainly a step in the seven steps of salvation. There we have Feast of Passover. How do we get into it? Repentance. That's the death of Jesus. Then Feast of Unleavened Bread. Jesus was buried and with unleavened. Why? Because there was no sin in him. Romans 1, three, Jesus is declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. That is unleavened bread. Buried with Jesus in baptism, that is by baptism through the circumcision made without hands, the circumcision of Christ, and the body of the sins are destroyed the body of the sins of the flesh are destroyed by baptism. That's Romans 6, 1-4, Colossians 2, 10-12. Therefore, the first step is repentance, Feast of Passover. You've eaten the flesh of Jesus and drinking the blood of the Son of Man through that first Passover, that Feast of Passover, you repented. Now, you took part of... Uh, uh, that second feast, eating the flesh of Jesus, drinking that blood, and the feast of unleavened bread, you were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2:38, which is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That name that is above every name. Invoking that name, as many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now you've taken partaken of the second feast. Now, the third feast is the Feast of first fruits. You're raised up out of the watery grave. Uh, you're buried with Jesus in baptism. The body of the sins of the flesh are destroyed. You have believed in your heart. The heart in your human spirit has been circumcised. You have partaking of the first three feasts of the Lord. Now, you go on to the fourth feast in the second season in the Feast of Weeks, literally counting seven Sheba's, Seven, seven, seven weeks, and on the morrow, that is fifty Pentecost, and then you were filled with the Holy Ghost. So born of the water and the Spirit, as we mentioned in the podcast, breaking it down, is Acts two thirty-eight. Repent, there's your feast of Passover, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. That is buried with Jesus in baptism. Therefore, the remission of your sins, born of the water and raised to that newness of life, the body, of the sins of the flesh destroyed as three feasts and then feast of weeks. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Well, that is born of the spirit. Now, if you've done those four steps, you have eaten the flesh of the son of man and drank his blood in the first four feasts of the Lord. Now, where are we now in the body of Christ? We are well into the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus. For the work of the ministry, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry, that work is of Jesus' ministry, that in the last days, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached unto all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. He that overcometh to the end or endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. And we find that we must be overcomers in order to have that hidden manna, to have that white stone given to us wherein is a new name, for the new thing that God is doing right now in the earth to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Those overcomers uh, are the only ones that are going, that we read about in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, the second and third chapter, that have access to a deeper level of the Word of God, to have oil in their lamp. And we find in Revelation 7 these are servants of God. The servants of God are the only ones that are going to be sealed in the apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7 for the work of the ministry. In Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, where we are now, in the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus requires two witnesses. As Jesus said in John 8 13, it's written in your law. This is John 8:13 through 27. It is written, in your law, the testimony of two men is true. Speaking to the Pharisees. I am one that beareth witness. So he says, Testimony, there's that testimony. The testimony of two men is true. Then he goes to witness. I am one that beareth witness of myself. That's Jesus in the days of his flesh. Speaking of now for us, the body of the Christ, that is the church. And my father that sent me, he beareth witness in me. That is Christ in you, the hope of glory. For there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's the father of all, above all and in us all. Christ is that Father of glory. He is that Holy Ghost. He is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now that Christ in you is that witness in the last day, that the body of Christ is one witness, and the Spirit of God is the other witness, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Those are the two witnesses. But Rosh Hashanah had to be established Because it went on the new moon. And whenever that seventh month of Tishri, 30 days from Elul, they would declare by two witnesses or more that the new moon was there. And it was established by those witnesses. So they waited until they had the witness of two or more that they had seen the new moon for Tishri there on the first day of the beginning of the year or the head of the year or the first of the year or the blowing of trumpets of shofar in the new thing, the new year. We're talking about the new thing. We're not talking about revival. Let me make that very clear. There has been many, many revivals. But this is the new thing, a total radical change. In the church that is coming, not a different dispensation, but a higher glory before the kingdom age and the dispensation of the kingdom or the kingdom age or the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. In this dispensation of grace, grace reigns through righteousness and righteousness is Jesus uh, is the father of glory. He proceeded from the Father, came into the world. There as a man of flesh and blood, God manifests in the flesh, died, rose again, and was glorified, went back to the Father. That's the height and depth of Christ. Now, the length and breadth is now in the body of Christ. That is, there in the height, depth, length, and width, He is God, came into the world, And the length and breadth, he's now in the church, the body of Christ. When we see the work of Christ in the work of the ministry is a new thing, something that's never, ever been done before, speaking of the Greek word kianos, or a new thing that God said, I will do. Though a man tell it, yet they will not believe it. Behold, I do a new thing in the earth, a woman shall compass a man. What woman? The woman being the church. And, and he goes into detail about this woman bringing forth a man-child through the cry. Crying, travailing in pain to be delivered. The cry is essential. There in the Rosh Hashanah we had, or that Feast of Trumpets, that new year, the beginning of that new year, the head of that year, this new thing that God is doing. Just as uh, the Feast of Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, and First of First fruits, was literally fulfilled by Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And showing the four faces of Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah in Matthew, the perfect man in Mark, the suffering servant, the ox in uh, uh, Luke's Gospel, and then the eagle in John. Then the next season would be that second season or Feast of Weeks, that season of weeks, and we have the fourth Feast of the Lord, Feast of Pentecost. Well, that happened in Acts, the second chapter. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, it wasn't a second late or a second early, right exactly on time. In Leviticus 23, Feast of the Lord are shadows of things to come. And we're having those now showing us the signs, seasons, days, and years for those that have an ear to hear. We're now in and the Feast of Trumpets, the Rosh Hashanah. And the Rosh Hashanah requires two witnesses to be established for it to be sanctified in Israel. The, the shadow of that for us in the truth is The two witnesses there of Revelation 11 must come forth for the Rosh Hashanah, the feast of trumpets and ministry voice of Jesus, to be heard in the earth. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. It is a midnight cry. Behold, get ready for it. The bridegroom cometh. He's coming. That cry is now God is seeking out those of a broken and contrite spirit to literally be used as vessels unto honor, meet for the master's master's use and purging their conscience from dead works to serve the living God. We are in this ministry voice now and God is preparing those in a greater depth of the word in glory who will receive for those things which are to come, which are the things of faith. Jesus said, it is written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. Those two witnesses are essential for Rosh Hashanah to be established and sanctified for that new year, the new thing, and the beginning of the new year. And the two witnesses there in Revelation 11 are given power. And they will prophesy for 42 months, thousand two hundred three threescore days, time times and dividing the time, three and one half years, fulfilling the week of Jesus. Jesus, in Daniel 9:27, he was cut off after 62 weeks. and in the midst of the week. He calls the sacrifice and oblation to cease. He will confirm the covenant with many for one week. Many think that's just a league that is an agreement made with the Arab nations or uh, the nations against Israel and a false peace treaty. But we disagree. Now it could happen, sure, but we take that in Daniel 9, 27, and he shall confirm the covenant of many for one week. That is Jesus, the covenant to the people. And in the midst of the week, he causes the sacrifice and oblation to cease. Jesus, when he died in the midst of that week, three and a half years, he caused the sacrifice and oblation to cease in the law fulfilling, take the ordinances of that law That were contrary to us, nailing it to his cross, thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition, and of the twain to God and all mankind, making one new man. Who is that man? The man Christ Jesus, the Lord, is that spirit. The first Adam was of the earth, earthy. The second Adam, there is the Lord from heaven. The first Adam was made a living soul. The second Adam was made a quickening spirit. He is that spirit. The Lord, that man, is that spirit being glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5. And then let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost, that is now being sent to us. What is the work of the ministry that we're called for? Well, it requires two witnesses in the Rosh Hashanah and the sanctification of that feast, which is the ministry voice of Jesus. It's a voice of a multitude, the voice of a host, the voice of the Almighty, literally declared it in and through you the body of Christ for those that haven't ear to hear but it requires it requires being an overcomer Jesus when he said I am one that bear witness of myself that was in the days of his flesh that is the, the little Jesus Christ that's come in the flesh is the church not has come in the flesh is come in the flesh Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh, not has come, not past tense, but a present imperfect tense, that Jesus Christ, that Spirit of God, the Father of glory, is still coming in the flesh, the Father of all, above all and in us all. That is uh, that mystery of godliness that God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, and preached unto the Gentiles, seen of angels, bleeds on in the world, received up in the glory. 1 Timothy 3.16 But now we are in Christ's stead. 2 Corinthians 5.17-19 through God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Now we pray you in Christ's stead. Be you reconciled to God because now we're ambassadors of Christ and he has given us the body of Christ, the word of reconciliation. That reconciliation, to be reconciled to God, is not only in believing in Jesus, trusting into and adhering to, but sanctifying ourselves through the truth. Thy word is truth and ultimate glorification. So it's justification, redemption, sanctification, and ultimate glorification that we're called for. Now, what is the work of the ministry? What is the, we're pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus? What is that high calling? Paul, talking to the church in Hebrews 5, speaking of Melchizedek, Melech, King, Zedek, righteous, the king priesthood, saying these things are hard to be uttered seeing you're dull of hearing. When you ought to be teachers, you have need to be again, taught again the first principles of the oracles of God, of Christ. Those babies, there are unskillful in the word of righteousness. But those that are full age, fully grown, mature, have grown up into him in all things. These are the ones that are weaned from the breast, weaned from the milk, and Have their senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. So we're talking about a cry. If we take a look in Matthew 25, there's a cry that goes through the land. That cry that God is doing right now. We find in Ezekiel only the ones that are crying out for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem are the only one seal. And we're talking about the sealing here. We're focusing in on the present truth in the preceding throne room revelation of God flowing down to us through that washing of the water of the word coming direct from the throne room of God to the body of Christ, that any man have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. That that present truth in that ministry voice of Jesus, in Rosh Hashanah, requiring two witnesses of Revelation 11, that there was a reed like unto a rod given unto me, saying, Rise, measure the temple of God, which temple we are, and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court which is, which is without, leave out, measure it not. Why? Because the, God of, the rod of God is not upon the head of the wicked, only the righteous, and the holy city shall be trodden underfoot 42 months, time, times and a half, three and a half years. That thousand two hundred three score days, exactly the time of the great tribulation of time, times and time, a half, three and a half years. The devil coming down to you having great wrath, knowing that he has but a short time. The devil knows that he's going to wind up in hell. He knows he has but a short time. When Michael, the great prince, literally cast the old serpent out, the devil, the, the dragon, the scorpion, out of heaven, and place this out no more in heaven, for woe, 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 being the inhabitants of the earth, by reason of the other three trumpets yet to sound. We have to have the ceiling in order to stand during these judgments. And the ministry voice of Jesus, when this evil comes in like a flood, then God is raising a standard up against him. So it'll be the battle of good against the battle of evil. Good against evil. And we know the summation of it in Armageddon, Jehoshaphat, the Valley of Jezreel. That is the, the righteous win In this midnight cry, notice no, no man knows the hour of the day of the Son of Man's coming. But we're given to know the times and the seasons. And during this time and seasons, Jesus talks. He said, the kingdom of heaven is likened to. And he said, ten virgins. Now the ten virgins are all virgins. It's very important that we understand. These are not worldly people. They are ten virgins. The only difference is, that some have not grown up into him in all things. They have oil for the lamp, but not enough. And the word is a lamp to my feet. The word of God. And they apply that blood. Where's the blood? The blood in the New Testament given for you, Luke 22 says. Well, that blood in the New Testament, have the blood applied and to eat the flesh and drink that blood, is you have to be a partaker of that word of God, and eat the flesh of Jesus and drink His blood in those seven feasts of the Lord and overcoming to the end, enduring to the end. And the only way to endure is with the sealing. And we've established that in Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, they had to have two witnesses. Those two witnesses correlate to us in the shadow of things to come are the two witnesses there that God gives His power to his two servants in Revelation 11, and they prophesy for 42 months. Time times and a half, three and a half years, 1,203 score days. That fulfills Jesus' latter part of the week. Jesus was cut off in the midst of the week, three and a half years. There remains another three and a half years of the work of the ministry to fulfill that week. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate. Somebody said, that's not the Lord Jesus, that's the devil. No, it's not the devil. In Deuteronomy 32, it says, is, it not, is that's not sealed up among my treasures, saith the Lord. I kill, I make alive. God said, I wound, I heal. I, the Lord, do all these things. Shall there be evil in the city? And I, the Lord God, have not done it. We're talking the sovereignty of God. That every way He has His way in the wind, and in the whirlwind. So the devil is nothing but a saw in God's hand, and an axe. But God said to the Assyrian, "The rod of mine anger, the staff in your hand, is my indignation." Isaiah ten five. Because saw, can you saw by yourself? Axe, can you swing it by yourself? You're nothing but an instrument in God's hand, and in the work of the ministry. When evil does come in like a flood, we're told in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, this is going to be a time of great tribulation. Praying that your fight, praying that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day, for then shall be a time of great tribulation, such as it never was since there was a nation, neither shall ever be again except those days that be shortened, and no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, the elect of God, those days he has shortened. Now the work of the ministry is what is happening now. The two witnesses in Rosh Hashanah, God is preparing those witnesses now. Those witnesses, Jesus said in John 8, 13 through 27, is one, the body of Christ, two, with the Spirit said, I am one that beareth witness to myself. That's in the days of his flesh. And my father that sent me, he's the other witness. There's your two men. Well, they're in this work of the ministry. It's not for everyone. It's for the ones that have enough oil in their lamp. And the oil in the lamp is the word of God, not as newborn babes, Desire than sincere miracle of the word. That's the first level of glory. And you're sealed by that Holy Spirit of promise until the day of redemption. After that, you have believed. You've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, received the Holy Ghost. You receive that sealing. And if we walk in the light as he's in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. But we don't stop as newborn babes then we go to the next level. That next level is little children. We're not babies anymore. We go up to little children. John tells us in 1 John 2, 12-14 what these growth steps are. Going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And he says, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake." That's actually 38 For the remission of your sins, born of the water in the name of Jesus Christ, you've been baptized. And you're born of the Spirit. You've received the Holy Ghost. You have partaken of four feasts. Assuming you've repented, been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, raised in the newness of life and received the Holy Ghost, you have partaken of the first four feasts. Now we're in the Feast of <laughs> Trumpets now. Rosh Hashanah. Two witnesses proclaim that. The witnesses there and that shadow of things to come. From that Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, first day of the month to the tenth day, is the ten days of all of introspection, getting ready for the Day of Atonement, the Yom Kippur. Now that requires us not just to be newborn babes, not to be just little children, but to go higher. And that's, I writing into you young men, because those are the ones that overcome. And the overcomers are mentioned and stated in Revelation the second and the third chapter. We are in that Rosh Hashanah now. That's the season we're in. It's not the first season of Passover. It's not the second season of Pentecost or Pentecostals. It's the third season of Tabernacleist. And God's calling these tabernacleists out right now for a higher glory to those that have an ear to hear. And that midnight cry, that midnight cry is essential to hear that trumpet, that trumpet, blowing that trumpet in Zion, crying aloud, sound the alarm in my holy mountain, and cry, alas, for the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord cometh, behold, the bridegroom cometh. And that cries in the land now, for those that have an ear to hear. It is a midnight cry, prepare to meet thy God, for those that have an ear to hear. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood their latter end. This counsel of God, and he doesn't break up the, the clods of the ground, just to sow, but there's going to be a harvest. And we have to go from newborn babies to little children. The little children are the ones, their sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and they know the Father. They've known the Father. They know that Jesus Christ is the Father of glory. But that's still not full grown. Now we're going into that ministry voice of Jesus, and only those two witnesses are going to sanctify that in the earth. Sanctify that Rosh Hashanah, the ministry voice of Jesus. Not that there's only going to be two men, because we've talked about that in Revelation 11, their dead bodies. That is singular, their dead body. Talking about a corporate body of Christ. And they lay there in the streets, spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, when also our Lord was crucified for three and a half days, speaking of the latter end of that week. Three and a half, not three days, but three and one half days, speaking of uh, fulfilling the latter week, three and a half days of that week of Jesus, that we are called as witness, to witness for the Lord. And that is the body of Christ through the Spirit of God. Preparing for that right now, there is a cry. You see in Revelation 12, that work in the ministry will be a great change, a radical change from the church in its nurturing state that it has been in for 2,000 years. Birth something. It births a man child. And it's a cry. Always there's been a cry. And many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivered them out of them all. In Exodus 3, when there's a cry, I've seen their affliction. I've heard their cry. When God hears that cry, he moves. But there has to be a cry that goes up. And uh, he's told Moses, I've seen the affliction of my people. I've heard their cry because of these taskmasters. I'm sending you down there to deliver my people. 600,000 men, not counting women and children. My goodness, that's a lot. And remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Elijah, there is that prophet of restoration. We find in Acts 3.21. The heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things. The restoration of all things. And that's the reason in Matthew 17, Jesus, in a mountain apart, takes with him Peter, James, and John. He's transfigured before them. There's a great move there. And it's seen with him, Moses and Elijah. Moses and Elijah and Jesus Christ. And Peter said, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let us build here three booths, three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But he wist not what he said. He didn't know what he said or the reason he said it. After they got off the ground, Peter, James, and John, it is very noteworthy they saw Jesus only. Why? Because Jesus in 1, 1 Timothy six fifteen and 16 Jesus Christ is a blessed and only potentate. That is the Almighty, the Omnipotent. Omniscient, Omnipresent Spirit of God, the Father of Glory, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see nor can see. That's our Lord God, Jesus Christ. The man is God. Christ is God. God who took on a body of flesh as Christ, not Christ Jr., but Christ himself and that doctrine of Christ. 1 John 2.22, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist. Why? Because he's denied both the Father, because Christ is the Father, and the Son. Why the Son? Because Christ is that Father revealed in the days of his flesh. So, is. Is all literally all functions and titles of the spirit? He's the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost. He's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. He's the Elohim. He's the El Shaddai. It's one spirit. Now, with that said, we go to overcomers. The overcomers, there in Revelation two and Revelation three, talks about they have to hear the word of the Lord. In every church, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardius, Philadelphia, Laodicea, he says, "Thus saith the Lord." Thus saith he that hath the seven stars in his right hand. Thus saith he that was dead and alive for more. Thus saith and there's the word of the, the Lord, the the uh, the voice of the Lord. Uh, he that heareth that voice of the Lord, there is necessary to overcome. The time is coming, and now is. When those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. So he's speaking to each one of the seven churches, which speaks of us, to us. If any man have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit's saying to the churches. And we hear that. And then we obey these things in this book of this prophecy. Then we're blessed. And he says, I will give you the hidden manna. That was in that ark, not in the shoe bread, not in the Pentecostal move, but in the tabernacleist move. I'll give you that hidden manna that was in the ark of the covenant, in the testimony. And you will eat that hidden manna. I will also give you a white stone. And in that white stone, a new name written not a different name than Jesus. That's The name of Jesus not only in this world, but in that which is to come, there's no other name. But it's a higher revelation of the name. Uh, he'll, he'll receive a white stone and a new name that only he knows that receives it. It is imperative, urgent, essential. And the urgency of the hour is that we move into the preceding word of God in present truth which is the Rosh Hashanah not Pentecost God's moved on now it's imperative that we hear the cry that woman cried travailing in pain to be delivered and brought forth a man child there's a great change coming this is the highest of glory it is the overcomer they've eaten the hidden manna they have that white stone where's a new name written that only he knows and receives it. They are the ones that have the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, Revelation 12 and Revelation 19:10. God is preparing us right now for those that have an ear and declare to us to seal my people on the 19th of January 2019, not for any of our righteousness or any of our holiness. The Lord said, seal my people by my word. As the angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now this went on for two hours. There were other ministers around me. But I can tell you that it was a strong, strong move of the Holy Ghost. To the point that we know that God is bearing witness not for any of our righteousness or any of our holiness, but as we are shoe shine boys, they pop the rag and shine your shoes to bring this word to admonish you, urge you, the urgency of this hour, to get into this present truth. It takes a cry. Only the ones in Ezekiel 9, in that ninth chapter, there's six men with a destroying weapon, and one man with a rider's encorn by his side. Seven men all together. And God said, go through and set a mark. Upon who? Upon those that are crying out for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem. And begin at my house. Begin at Jerusalem. For well, judgment begins at the house of God? That's the mystery of God's will from the foundation of the world to gather all things together in one in Christ Jesus. In Deuteronomy 32, he says, This is not sealed up among my treasures. Why? He said, For the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil of the tribulation. That evil there is wrong. Hebrew meaning trouble, tribulation. In the world, you will have tribulation be of good cheer. God said, I've overcome the world. The Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil. When he sees their powers gone, we've ceased from our own labors. We've entered to the rest of God. Hebrews 4, take heed lest a promise slip any of you. He seemed to come short of entering into his rest. For if Jesus had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day. Somebody said, that's Joshua. Yes, it is. It's also Jesus. He said, there is a rest. Time is coming and now is. And those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. Not hear means to hear, trust and obey and do the will of God. Those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. This is happening right now. So, How do you cry out for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem? How do you know, lift up, spare, not show my people their sin? It's only through the word of God and walking in present truth that you can proclaim this truth to those that are lagging behind and saying there's a higher glory. We uh, We must obtain it. We have to press toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect be thus minded. We have to have that mind. And if you be any otherwise minded, Paul said, God will reveal this even unto you. So that midnight cry is there. And it's necessary crying out for the sins and abominations for that ceiling, which is a tab, Not an aloft. It's the longest chapter in your whole Bible. Psalm 119. It's the aloft through the Tab. It's the A B C D area, and under each letter is eight, or eight verses under each letter. And why? Because eight's the number of new beginning. Why? Because that's the new thing. That is Jesus Christ, and God said, "I'll do a new thing. The new thing is now." But how you drunkards and cry! Wake thou that sleepest. And howl, howl, cry out, saying, why? Because the new wine is cut off from you. Why? Because we are, with the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, pleasures of this life, have choked the word that has become unfruitful. And the body of Christ is being shaken. We see here in Matthew 25, there is a cry. We're going to find their sin virgins. All of them are virgins. All of these are believers. They are not only born again, newborn babes, but their sins have been forgiven for His namesake, and they've known the Father. But they have to get more oil in the lamp in order to overcome to the end. And that's where that midnight cry is now saying, prepare because God is coming at Bridegroom Crummeth, and we've got to go out to meet him and when we do, we have to have enough oil in the lamp and the word is a lamp to my feet. It's oil in that lamp. That cry goes out. There's five wise, five foolish. Ten's the responsibility of man. Five's a grace. Five wise whenever they heard. Now notice how it says this at midnight it's midnight now it is a behold here it comes prepare yourselves you know eat that flesh drink the blood of Jesus get all you can can all you get because it's going to take it to stand in that day he says that at midnight five. Wise had lamps with oil in it, plenty of oil. The foolish had lamps, but not enough oil. They were all virgins. That's the key. They had been in present truth. They were Pentecostals. But they were not going on to tabernacleist. Because God's going to call them into the tabernacle, into his dwelling into the season of tabernacles. And these will be called tabernacles, not Pentecostals. And they go out. Now notice, the bridegroom tarried. They all slumbered and slept. And God said, Awake thou that sleepest. Awake you drunkards and howl. Cry, for that new wine's cut off from you. We're talking the new wine, the new thing. Not Revival, we're talking about the new thing that God is going to do. A radical change in glory from what we know as revival unto the new thing. So radical a change. And if you tune to the podcast, we will go into specifics about this radical change and why it is so radical. Things that have never been done through the body of Christ. And he said, greater things than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. Glorified back to where he was before. He took his glory off, set it aside, made himself of no reputation, come into the world. Died, buried, rose again, went back, glorified with the Father's own self, sat down with the Father in his throne. Revelation 3.21. Now he said, now I send that to you. Now you are the light of the world. Now I'm going to be glorified in and through you. Not that it's your glory. It's not your kingdom. But I'm going to be glorified through you, that kingdom of God through you, Christ in you. You're not Christ, but Christ is in you. Just as Paul said, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Who gave you the faith? God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So, it's not of you or your works that any man can boast. It's all in Christ, by Christ, and through Christ alone. The works were finished from the foundation of the world. What? To the praise of his glory. What? To be the obtaining of the glory of God through the church, in the church. As we mentioned in an earlier podcast in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, 6 through 9. Now, when you see the midnight Christ here, the bridegroom is tarrying, and we have been dealt goods. Some of us have more than others to move. Much is given, much is required. One will have five talents, another one, two talents. But don't take that one talent and slumber and think, well, you know, I'm saved, sanctified, I'm on way to heaven. I just bury the talent, forget it. I don't do anything for the kingdom of God. I don't. I don't uh, pray and fast and, and uh, give for the kingdom of God. And uh, I bury that talent. He called it a wicked and slowful servant. If you're slothful, he calls you wicked. And you take that which he has and give it to another. Whatever you have, you lose. With God, it's all or nothing. Gather or scatter far against. Serve God or do not. It's just that simple. Here, at midnight cry, notice it says in verse 6, Matthew 25, verse 6, it said they slumbered and slept, but then all of a sudden, there was a cry in the land. That cry is now. It's the two witnesses of the Rosh Hashanah. It's the two witnesses of Revelation 11. It's the two witnesses that God is preparing for the work of the ministry for those that have an ear to hear. It is the cry of the overcomer, not of babies, not of little children, but overcomers, young men, not full grown yet, but young men. First John 2, 12 through 14. He said, and at midnight, there was a cry made. We are the ones doing that cry. You and the body of Christ should be crying out for the sins of abominations done in the church. In Jerusalem, the mother of us all. Why? Because the hour is now. This is not, this is not Pentecost. This is a total different season. Radical change. Glory. Far, far greater in glory. This is the charity realm and your feast of charity that you've added to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, of God life, God, and the godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity is doing the will of God. It's the love of God and in, in keeping His commandments based in doing His will, based in believing and doing His word. Charity is not just love. Somebody says, well, I love God. Well, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I tell you? You draw close to me with your mouth, but your heart's far away from me. It's the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, deceitful, heady, high-minded, truth makers. It's what you find throughout all the world. In other words, do it to others before they do it unto you. Well, God's not what the word is going to make it in this work of the ministry that God is calling us for now. That men and I cry, there was a cry made. It's happening right now what are you what are the minister we have here at DBM uh, there with our ministers that are with us are crying out for the sins and abominations done we can see what are we saying come out of hurt be you separated come out of confusion grow up in him and all things and when that which is perfect is come and everything that knowledge we have in part will be done away with then we will know even as we're known of God at charity realm and without charity, Though we give our body to be burned, understand all mysteries, speak with the tongue of men and of angels, it profits us nothing. Nothing but a tinkling brass and a sounding cymbal. So we're at this point, there's a cry made. It's in the midnight hour. We're in that midnight hour right now. We are to get oil for that lamp. That oil is the truth of the word. How do you become an overcomer? How do you know you can be an overcomer? Not a newborn babe. You've grown up from that. Now you're little children. Well, little children, your sins are forgiven for His name's sake. And you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father. You're still not an overcomer yet. How do you become an overcomer? Well, sanctify them through that truth. Thy Word is truth. Seal. How do you seal? Through the Word of God. Through obedience to the Word. Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey. Him with the service to whom you obey whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, which yields the peaceful fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. At this point right now, that cry is made at the midnight cry. The oil for the lamp. How do you get that oil? How do you become an overcomer? And it says over there in 1 John 2, 12 through 14, he tells you, I write unto you overcomers, because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one how did you do it? through the word of God you've done the will of God you've overcome the wicked one you've done God's will how did you do God's will? well, I beseech you brethren Romans 12 1 by the mercies of God you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service be not conformed to this world. Be ye transformed. That mount of transfiguration, Jesus there transformed before Peter, James, and John. Not all twelve, but only a remnant. There will only be a remnant that's going to hear the new thing. Because many will say the old store is better. The Pentecostal truth is better. We don't want new wineskins. But God's making new wine skins now for to put the new wine in. Now, all we have to do is believe the word. Be not conformed to this world, but ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's that mind of Christ, and you're going to be sealed in your forehead. That mind of Christ, having this mind in you. That was also in Christ Jesus, though being God, made himself of no reputation took on him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. It's humility, broken, humble, and contrite. To that man will God look. But the heady and the high-minded, the ones that are boastful, pride, the pride of thine heart hath deceived thee. Many false prophets enter into the land. Hereby try you the spirits. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Why do you have to know that? Because there's many false prophets in the land. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ that is the key 600 is come in the flesh. Stigma. Key stigma is of God. Not has come is come. Jesus said you want to done it to the one of the least of these my brethren you've done it unto me and those that do not confess that Jesus Christ does not confess that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of god and is that spirit of antichrist they believe in more than one spirit they believe that there's one god but two or three different persons that is erroneous in revelation 16:13 and three spirits of frogs the spirits of devils working miracles, do they work miracles? yes, but they're coming out of the mouth of the dragon out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three different personalities, and that will go into that beast the keys to the stigma of God that on a podcast, and we'll go to it in depth as we progress along. Be sure to tune in and uh uh, subscribe to the uh, to the podcast so you don't miss it, and we want you to contact us God's putting that body together fitly framed, compacted together whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love, God's doing it right now well that cry is made that Mennonite cry, what's that cry behold the bridegroom cometh. well we got to know that coming of the Lord, the parousia well somebody said isn't that the rapture in that the second advent? You know, when the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout by the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ, shall rise first, we which are alive and shall be called together and meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord, wherefore comfort you one another with these words? Yes, but before that time, there is a work and a restoration in a restitution of all things, that the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things. And then Jesus said that in Matthew 17. They said, why do the disciples of John say that Elijah must first come? What does that mean? Jesus said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. Just as Luke wrote in Acts 3.21. He's got to restore all things, the restitution of all things. For the heavens are going to retain Jesus there until then. But that Elijah ministry, he said, but Elijah has already come in the first coming. If you will receive it, this other city spake of John the Baptist. But Elijah, in the true power of Elijah, in kingdom miracles, that's the reason he is one, along with Moses, on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus. Elijah did kingdom miracles. Moses did judge of miracles and destroyed all the gods of Egypt through Jesus only. It wasn't Moses, it was Jesus only. It wasn't Elijah, it was Jesus only. Now let's talk about the oil and the lamp. What do you have to have? Well, you've got to know that word. You've got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is. For it's God that worketh in you, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. And if we don't make that ceiling as young men or overcomers, then we'll hear the frightful words of Jesus in Matthew 7. In the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven, or the bylaws, he said there in Matthew 7, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Well, no one can say to Jesus, Lord, call him Lord, except by the Holy Ghost. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. But these knew that. They know he's the father. They're little children. But they didn't make that next step of young men. And they said to Jesus, Lord, we've cast out devils in your name. We've prophesied in your name. We've done many wonderful works in your name. Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Iniquity is lawlessness, not being led of the Spirit of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of are the sons of God. There takes a leading of the Holy Ghost, leading us and guiding us into all truth, not partial truth, all truth. And you have an unction from the Holy One. And you know all things, and you know all truth and know lies of the truth. Who is a liar but he that that Jesus is the Christ? He is the Father of glory, He is the Word, He is the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty. He is the Elohim. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, 1 John 5, 1, is born of God. And this is a victory to overcome the world, even our faith. We must believe that he is Christ. He is God. We believe in the, in the name of the Son of God. Jehovah is salvation. Jesus. Jehovah, not Jehovah Jr. Jehovah is salvation. We believe it. We know it. We confess it. We believe in our heart. How? Because the heart was circumcised by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. The body of the sins of the flesh cut off from the spirit and the heart in the spirit. Romans two twenty eight twenty nine, 29. Romans 6, 1 through 4. Colossians 2, verse 10 through 12. Well, what is this cry now? That's a cry. These are from overcomers, not little children. Little children their sins are forgiven for his namesake. And they've known that Jesus is the father. First John 2, 12 and 14. But they don't, have not done the will of God. Notice that uh, even though they called him Lord, Lord, and were saved up to that point because they didn't have enough oil in their lamp, they didn't do the will of God. He said, depart from me. I never knew you, you that work iniquity, for you did not do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. You didn't do it. And that is a grave. That is such a frightful. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. Well, this is where we're at. This is the present truth. Far, far greater than Pentecost. We're not Pentecostals. We're tabernacles. Somebody said, well, I'm Pentecostal. I need to move on. And we're here to help you. Any way we can. Pop the rags around your shoes. Be a servant to you. Any way we can help you. That's what we're called to do. And then the Word of God, He, the Holy Ghost, will lead and guide. But use that, that everything, uh, not only reading of the Word of God, but use uh, everything that God has put you in His sovereignty, are possible. Some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints, He's given that fivefold for you, for to be perfected. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, and to a perfect man, and to the knowledge of the Son of God, that knowledge is at the gun of God. To the perfect image of Jesus, for whom he did foreknow, then he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he predestined them, he also called. And him that he called, them that he called, he also justified, them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Don't miss out on that glory. We're that, that for ordained, well, the children of God are ordained to glory. And that's what we saw in First John, First uh, Corinthians 2, verse 6-9. That's what you're called for. Not just to be, well, I'm saved, I, I'm a newborn babe. No. Well, I'm a little children. I know he's the father, my sins are forgiven. The children be cast out of the kingdom. Well then, what does he expect? He expects you to do the will of God. Has he given you the power to do it? Yes. Whatever He's called you to do, He's given you the power to do it. You have the Holy Ghost, which is far greater than anything in this world. Greater is He that is within you than He that is in the world. So you have the power of God unto salvation. And right now, that midnight cry is going in the land. And you have to have oil in that lamp, and that oil's the truth. That's the blood, eating that flesh of Jesus, drinking that blood. Where's that blood? The blood in the New Testament given for you. Well, how do we get it? Well, we get that word of God. And the more we eat that flesh and drink that blood, not only a hear of the word, but a do of the word, then through these works, these good works we do, we glorify our Lord Jesus, which is in heaven, and then we can be counted for a work of the ministry. The work of the ministry in Ephesians 4.12 is what God's calling you for right now. The body fitly framed together, compacted together, to the edifying of itself and love, whichever joint supplies. And that's what he's doing right now. Notice that midnight cry. That midnight cry. He said that cry was midnight, midnight. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. That's the cry. Now, go you out to meet him. Notice you've got to have oil in your lamp. Take a look. What runs right along with it, that's the man-child in Revelation 12. A, a great wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, a sun and moon under her feet upon her head. A crown of 12 stars. Notice that she cried. travailing in pain to be delivered. Brought forth a man child. That's a higher glory. Caught up to God. And to his throne. Throne power with God. The same thing that Paul saw. A man caught up to the third heaven. Where they in the body, out of the body, I cannot tell. Such as one will I glory in. Caught up to the third heaven and saw things unlawful for a man to speak. For, the, for such will I glory in Paul's head. What's that man? That's that man in Revelation 19.10, which is you that have the testimony of Jesus, not just been born again, not just know that Jesus is the father and your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, but you have overcome the wicked one. You have done the will of God You have the testimony of Jesus. You have that spirit of prophecy. You are the remnant. Not all the church is going through it. He said, not all is saying to me, Lord, Lord, are going to be able to enter in. Only a remnant, the remnant of her seed, a remnant of the seed, that Christ, Christ in you, that seed of Abraham, which we are. Only them that overcome are the ones that Keep the commandments of God and it's only a remnant. Few that be saved, Lord. Strive to, enter, strive to enter in at the straight gate. That's a very narrow way. Straight as the gate and narrow the way leadeth to life. Few there be to find it. Broad as the way and wide is the gate that leadeth the way to destruction. Many there be that go in thereat, thinking they're right. A mistaken identity. Don't be one of those. The oil of the lamp God is giving now. It's the truth of the word and the work of the ministry. And we are going into depth in that, into detail, in capsule descriptions of exactly what we are called to do in this last days. Coming to the, gl- the, the glory of Jesus, to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ in doing his will. And what we will be doing in that last three and a half years, that is so radical a change from church as usual. We will get into that and show you. Through the word of God. But the thing is now, hear the cry. The midnight cry. Get all in the lamp. Get in the word. God, we cry out. Save us, O Lord. Give give to us our daily bread. Deliver us from evil and temptation. Rebuke the devourer, O Lord. That, and forgive us our sins, our debts, and we forgive the sinners, the debtors. Pressing toward that mark. That mark is a tov. Not the first letter, but always the last letter. Overcome to the end. Endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. What is that all? It's the work of the ministry. It's knowing those things that are coming upon the earth to try the earth. To the law, to the testimony. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy. Letting you know those things that are coming upon the earth to try the earth. Oh, earth, earth, earth. Hear ye the word of the Lord. It's an overflowing scourge that has surprised the hypocrite and God doing his work, his strange work, and bringing to pass his act, his strange act. This overflowing scourge has surprised the hypocrite. Don't mock at it and laugh at it lest your bands be made strong, just like he did Pharaoh. God hardened his heart. But it's not to destroy us. It's to bring us to the fullest of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ himself. Though a flowing scourge, it will hide yourselves, enter into your chambers, hide into your chambers until the indignation be overpassed, and my anger ends in their destruction. But there's a great work and a glory that will be revealed in and through the body of Christ and the tabernacles not Pentecostals, that receive this word. Notice in, in, in 2 Kings 4, We're talking the same thing and this example is given for us in the Elisha ministry and Elisha notice to have an Elisha and a double portion in the last days what it requires and that's all in your lamp. Elijah had to pass over the Jordan River there and he was going to go up in a whirlwind as he goes uh, there from Uh, Bethel Jericho there he goes it passes over Jordan each time he tells Elisha stay here stay here but Elisha says no I'm not going to stop as a newborn babe I'm not going to stop as little children I'm going all the way with you Elijah all the way I've taken the yoke of oxen I've burned all twelve and I have nothing to come back to you're it I'm going all the way with God as he goes over there, as he goes over the Jordan River, and Elijah there is about to be caught up in a whirlwind. The wind, the whirlwind. It talks about the last day work of God and restoration. And they, we must be as Elisha. It's very important that we understand and see the restoration ministry that is the work of the ministry here in the last days. Elijah asked Elisha, what will you have? What do you want? He said, I want a double portion of everything you've got. He said, you ask a hard thing. I didn't say it was going to be easy. He says, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. He didn't say it was going to be easy. The law and the prophets were under John. Since that time, men pressed their way into it. He didn't say it was going to be easy. In Revelation 10, seven thunders uttered their voices. And John was about to write, he said, write it not. Didn't say it was going to be easy. And the angel had a book in his hand, a little book, the Bible, Ridium. And he said, now, go take the book out of the angel's hand. Eat you all of it. It'll be sweet to your mouth as honey and bitter to your belly. That's a better herbs than the sufferings of, for the cause of Christ. Not only call to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for His name's sake. Well, John then took that book and ate all of it. Now what is going to give it to you? You've got to take it. And that tells us that we have to get it through the Word of God. He ate all of it. And when he did, it was sweet to his mouth, as honey, and bitter to his belly. Notice that he said to John, John, you must again prophesy, preach before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. It's not John. They're going to raise John from the dead and have him preach. That's you, the body of Christ, and there showing to his servants things which must shortly come to pass, and signified it by his angel under John to show unto us servants there in the last day work of the ministry. That is the Rosh Hashanah. That is the two witnesses. That is the ministry voice of Jesus. That is the sanctification of the Feast of Trumpets. And we're in that timetable of God now. Who has an ear to hear? Let him hear. Here's a widow. Now, whenever the whirlwind came and took Elijah up, before that, Elisha said, I want a double portion of everything you got. He said, you ask a hard thing. But he said, if you see me, if you understand the ministry of Elijah, if you see me go up, if you see this man-child go up, if you see this man-child come into throne room revelation, if you see that woman birthing a man-child, if you see this work, the work of the ministry, caught up to God and to his throne, if you understand that, Elisha, if you see me go up, see and understand, receive it by faith, if you see that, then you'll have what you have just asked for. Well, Whirlwind comes, takes Elijah up. Notice what he says My father, my father. There is the last day in Malachi 4, the prophecy. Behold, I send you Moses. Here's the father. Behold, I send you. Remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah. Remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Well, then he mentions father and children. And just as we've talked about fathers and children, little children are the ones that our sins are forgiven for His name's sake. They need they're uh, born again, and not only that, they're little children because they've known that Jesus is the Father. First John two twelve and fourteen. But they're going, got to go to fathers, and it's through these there will be. Remember my servant Moses, because they're going to do the judgment miracles of Moses, and. Behold, I send you Elijah. They'll do the kingdom miracles of Elijah. I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Before it. Before that bridegroom comes, there'll be a cry. There will be a a cry so great going out through the land. Not just a small, a cry through all the nations. Prepare to meet the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. The bridegroom cometh. He's tearing you right now. But you better hear that midnight cry. And that's where we're at. We're in. That's two witnesses of the Rosh of the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus. We're in that right now that God's preparing the work of the ministry for those that are going to be used in the last days in the body of Christ. Somebody said, well, I don't want to be used. Then you won't make it. You go hide that talent. You slumber. And he said, I'm going to take that talent you've got away because you slumbered. You didn't press on toward the mark for the prize. Now I'm going to take that talent away from you and give it to him that hath ten talents. And he said, Lord, he has ten talents. He said, to him that hath shall be given, he'll have the more. But him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. You can't sit and straddle the fence. You've got to go all the way or you're going to lose it all. And that's for all of us. And The Lord requires it. He requires that growth and walk in the light as He's in the light to have fellowship one with another. The blood flow and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. It's a very serious essential thing. It teaches us the fear of God. That He requires obedience. And that one that did not, those that did not do the will of God, even though they did many miracles in His name. Cast out devils in his name. did many wonderful works in his name. Yet, he said, I never knew you. You worked iniquity. You weren't led. Iniquity is lawlessness. You weren't led of the Spirit of God in doing the will of God. Therefore, why? Because of the work of iniquity. For you did not do the will of my Father, which is in heaven. You didn't do the will of God. And there, we find that Elisha, he said, my father, my father. He sees Elijah go up. He knows this last day work. He saw it. My father, my father, the chariots of Israel. Those are the cherubim of glory. Those are not angels. That's a church in a higher glory. The chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. A chariot by itself is lifeless. That is the word, the logos that you've got that you have in you. But when you set it in action, it's rhema. That That is your horse. The horseman thereof. That horse is your battle instrument. Without that horse and you acting on the Word of God, everything you have in your chariots, it stays idle. Therefore, there's lightning, the effulgence of the revelation of the Word, thunders, that is understanding, understanding that revelation. And then there is uh, voices. The voice. The time is coming, and now is when those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. The seven thunders utter their voice is what that's that last day, the sevens, the consummation of all things, the perfection of all things, the completion of all things. John was about to write, he said, you're not going to give them that easy. They've got to read the book. You've got to read a book, John, and they're going to get that revelation of Jesus Christ that I gave to my servants. I sent and signified it by my angel to you. You're giving it to them. And blessed are those that that hear and do the words of the book of this prophecy. And to do that, we must have that spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. When uh, Elisha saw Elijah go up, He knew that work. He knew that work of restoration. He knew that work that Elijah must first come and restore all things. He saw the chariots of Israel. He saw my father, my father. He saw thy children. He saw my father, my father. Those are the ones that's reaching father status. Not babies, not little children, not young men, but fathers. I've written to you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. You know the work of God, the word of God strong in you, but now you have come as not just an overcomer, but fathers uh, and literally are the sons of oil that threw empty out of themselves the golden oil to the bowl that feeds uh, the churches, the seven-branch church, the bowls of the church, Zechariah 4. We'll get into that later. What we're saying now is... uh, is hear that cry. Know the cries there. Understand there's more for you. There's, it's not just Pentecostal and that's it. Looking for another revival. There's not revival. There's a new thing coming. Far greater than revival. A radical change from revival that only those that know the voice of God will be used in it and will be pleasing to God by faith. The others will fall away. That's a hard thing, but it's the truth. Elisha therefore understands what's happening. And he sees my father, my father, the chariots of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. He knows that Elijah ministry, he's seen it. And you will have a double portion. Body of Christ will in the last days. Written for us. Look at second look at second Kings four, verse one there was a certain woman. It says certain. That's Palmoni. And this saint said unto that certain saint, how long shall it be the end of these wonders until the sanctuary be cleansed? That certain saint is Palmoni or Palmoni, the wonderful numberer, the revealer of secrets. Anytime you see certain in the word of God, and it was a certain man, Jesus is speaking of a depth that will be revealed in and through the body of Christ in the last days and to take heed to it. Because it speaks of that palmoni, the wonderful number, how to count it up, how to reckon it. For you can call it eschatology, last day events, but for the kingdom's sake, for the kingdom of God. And there was a certain woman, or you know, the wives of the sons of the prophets. Sons of the prophets were the ones you know that came to Elisha and said, We want to go look for Elijah. Maybe he's on one of the mountaintops or whatever. And Elisha saying, thy servant, and this is one of the wives now, thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor has come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. They were going to literally take them in, in bondage because of a debt, a creditor. They could not pay that bill. Notice this runs right parallel with Matthew 25 and the 10 virgins. Five wise, five foolish. All are virgins. All of them are born again. The only difference is they don't go on to perfection. They don't go on to that next ceiling. They don't go on to have enough oil in their lamp for that bridegroom, the Son of Man. The Son of Man's a kingdom office. Son of God's a redemption office. That's Jesus. Son of Man's a kingdom office. That's Jesus. But Jesus is the head, you the body of Christ. It includes you. And that glory will be revealed in and through you, the body of Christ. And she said, Thine handmaid have not anything in this house. All I've got is a pot of oil. Now remember, you've got to have oil in your lamp. And all she's got is a pot of oil. But then he's going to go into, right after that, He's given the Mount Elibet discourse of what will happen. Uh, the sign of Jesus is coming of the end of the age, the end of, end of the world. Then the world came for Abraham to come out of the, the land of Ur, the Chaldees. It happened again with Egypt, uh, uh, the Egyptians, uh, Israel spoiling the Egyptians and coming out into the promised land. Each time it was a new thing. Uh, many of the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivered them out of them all. And that cry. Uh, the, the, uh, the righteous cry, and the ears of the Lord are open to their cry. And the more we cry to God, not just a prayer, but a cry out to God, a literal uh, moving in our spirit, in a travail, sincere crying out, and it an urges that we've got to have God. We ought to have the Lord Jesus move in our life. Then we'll get somewhere. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. All she had was a pot of oil. That's all she had. But notice what Elisha says to her. Go, borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors... Even empty vessels, borrow not a few. This gospel is to everyone. A gospel to the poor, the ones that don't have. And seeking God. They're empty vessels, but they can be vessels to meet for the master's use. All they have to have is this oil. But watch out what happens. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door. Borrow not a few, shut the door. Upon you and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Set aside is the sanctification of the ones that's going to be used for the master's use that are called, chosen, and faithful, purge their conscience of dead works to serve the living God, and crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust that are now vessels unto honor meet for the master's use. They have oil in their lamp, not just partial oil, full. It's imperative that we know the present truth for this hour in the flowing word of God from the throne. And that is not Pentecost. It's a total new thing. So she went from him, shut the door upon her and the sons. She brought the vessels. He brought... Who brought the vessels to her? And she poured out. She's pouring out the oil. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. I need another vessel. Gospels unto all the world, for a witness unto all. But they said, There's not another one. And he said unto her, There's not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. That truth did not diminish. That, that is determined, shall be done. They have obeyed the word of God. They went out and they they made sure their vessels were full. Did they hoard it? Hoard it? No, they sold it. Buy, buy the truth uh, and, and sell it not. And that's, that's spiritual bartering. And that's what she did. She was wise. And it said... She came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. Now you're going to go sell that oil. You're buying that pearl a great price. That's what you're doing. Everything you're doing is for the kingdom of God. And live thy, and thy children of the rest. And uh, then at that point, we find another one of a, of a barren woman. And uh, we find that there's going to be a child given to her. She's going to birth a child. It's teaching us of, of that cry for the man-child to be birthed, caught up to God and to his throne. It's a woman crying, travailing in pain to be delivered. That's where we're at. And those that haven't ear to hear are going to be used greater than any Pentecostal move in the past. This is not just a former reign. This is a Hebrews 5, Melchizedek, This is the king priesthood ministry that Paul was trying to bring to the church there at Hebrews 5. Hard to be other senior, dull of hearing. We have to go on to perfection. Hebrews 6 1. Then it says, Now, uh, leaving the first principles of the oracles of Christ, let us go on to perfection because those are the ones that's going to be used. They're not Pentecostals, they're tabernacles. It's a higher glory. They're the two witnesses of Rosh Hashanah. It's sanctifying that in the world. And that new thing that God's doing. God said, I'll do a new thing. God's doing it now, preparing for those that have an ear to hear. That man-child being birthed. Notice over here also, Jesus went on to say uh, that uh, and I, th- I think the best thing would go... It, that mark it in your Bible in Ezekiel nine and verse four. Set a mark upon those that's a tav that's not that tav is not an, an aloth beth It's all the way to the end of the ABC diary. It's overcoming to the end. Set a tav upon them. That are what? That foreheads of the man that sigh and cry. There's that cry. For all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. The midst of Jerusalem. The midst of the church. Lift those spare not show the people their sin. And in Hosea 6 verse 1 through 4 it says come and let us return to the Lord. Return? I didn't think we were away. It said come and let us return to the Lord for he hath torn. He will heal us. He hath smitten. He will bind us up. After the second day well, it's been a day the Lord's a thousand years. A thousand years is one day. After the second day he will revive us. Well that's been. All through those, there's been revivals. A Welsh revival. There's been the Zeusa Street revival. But there's not people say, let's go back to Zeusa." No. This is far further greater than Azusa ever thought about being. Why? Because it is the last great reign of his strength. This is not just another revival. This is the new thing that God will do. Though a man tell it, yet they will not believe. God said, i do a new thing. A woman will compass a man. What is that? That's that woman of Revelation 12 compassing that man child. It's going to be birth. Shall he cause to come to the birth? And shall he not bring forth? Is the Lord's arms shortened that it cannot save? There, the Lord is going, that, that is determined, will be done. That man-child is there. And in Hosea 6, verse 1 through 4, tells us where we're at. So let's return to the Lord. He's torn, he'll heal us. He's smitten, he'll bite us up. After that second day, he will revive us. We've had revival all through that second day, 2,000 years. Then he said, but in the third day, we're in the third day now, 2020. 2020. Christ was born 3 BC, then we're actually 2023. We're well into the third day. He said, and in that third day, I'm going to do something. I'm going to raise you up. And you're going to live in my sight. We're going to be known and know him even as we're known of him. When that which is perfect has come. A higher level of glory. We're not talking Pentecostal here. We're talking tabernacleists. We're talking that man-child caught up to God to his throne. We're talking, and at that time, he said, I'm going to raise you up in that third day, which we're in now. I'm going to raise you up, and you will live in my sight. If we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. He'll come to us as the rain. They came to us in the former rain, Acts 2nd chapter, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. That was a Pentecostal rain. This is not. This is a Rosh Hashanah. This is a feast of trumpets, of ministry voice of Jesus, reign of the Holy Ghost, the last great reign of his strength. And Zechariah 10:1 Ask ye of the Lord, reign in the time of the latter reign, not the former reign of Acts, not of street. For the path of justice as a shining light shineth more and more into the perfect day. There's more glory coming than what we had back there at the turn of the century and in nineteen uh and the early nineteen hundreds than the Zeus Street revival with Seymour. And, and, and wonderful. But this is far, far greater. And the 50s revivals. Far, far, far greater, far greater than that. For those that have an ear to hear. But you have to have the oil in your lamp to to achieve it. You have to have that mind and to be literally sealed in your forehead as an overcomer. Otherwise, it will not not make that sealing. Sealing the servants of God in their forehead. And the servants are the only ones that's going to be sealed. There, in Hosea 6, he said, If we fall on to know the Lord, His going forth is prepared as the morning, He will come to us. Perusia. He will come to us as the rain. Former Acts, the second chapter, and laterate. what we're in now, Revelation, Sheba, sevens, the seven thunders of their voices, seven, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vows, seven angels, seven churches, seven all the way through the book of sevens. The, of sevens, the feast of sevens, the feast of Sheba, the feast of, in gathering, feast of tabernacles, the feast of all feasts, the feast of prophecy, the words of the book of this prophecy, the feast of all feasts, the Feast of Charity, and here we are. And I'll get, I'll bring cause to come down the rain, the former and the latter rain, in the first month. This is in the twenty-first day of the seventh month in Haggai, the Feast Prophet, the Festive Prophet, on the first twenty-first day of the seventh month, Haggai too. And this is the signet, the sign, Zerubbabel. You are my signet. You're my sign. This is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts to Zerubbabel. What's what he sees? The two olive branches, two olive trees, which are the two sons of oil. And we'll talk about the two sons of oil, the two olive trees, the two candlesticks of Revelation 11, and that cry going out. Then the work of the ministry that will be revealed in and through the body of Christ. So don't miss out. Be there with us. You'll see that in Matthew 25, it's the servants of God. And he said uh, they're the servants, he talks about that first one. He talks about there. Notice he said he gave, he called his servants. And why we say servants? Because in Revelation 7, he's going to seal the servants of our God in their foreheads. Not on, but in. Not in the right hand there. That's only for the Antichrist. There's three Greek symbols given for the mark of the beast, the number of the man, the number of the beast. It is a key Z stigma. And it's in the forehead or in their right hand. Not so with the Christian. That has gone on, not only as newborn babes or little children, but as overcomers, coming to fathers, knowing him that's from the beginning. And it says, see the servants of our God in there for you. Not in the right hand, because the work is the ministry. The work of the ministry is God through you, not you. And it says there, it says, the servants of God. He called to him his own servants. This man travels into a far country. That man, of course, Jesus Christ. Deliver to us his goods. That is uh, a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith. Uh, gifts of healings, miracles, prophecies discerning of spirits, uh, diversity of tongues interpretation of tongues, not spiritual gifts the goods that he gives us the power of God unto salvation gifts he gives unto us and we have the goods in peace and and uh, love, joy, peace long-suffering, gentleness, goodness meekness, faith, temperance, against such there is no law Galatians 5.22 we have the goods that's given to us but he expects us to do something with that and he said, right after he's talking about the ten virgins, the five wise virgins go in. Tabernacles. The five foolish virgins don't make it. They don't make that of glory. They might have been Pentecostals. They might have been good fundamentalists. But they just didn't make it. They didn't go on. Somebody said, well, I didn't know I was supposed to. There's a cry in the land right now. The bridegroom cometh. Go you have to meet him. Where you meet him? Tabernacles. The final Season of God, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Feast of Tabernacles, Feast of Sukkot. That's where we're at. And he says here, and he what did he give? One he gave five talents. Another one two, and another one one. Well, to whom much is given, much is required. We're required to work those for God. God expects us to by faith to every man according to his several ability, and every man. Uh, minister according to the ability that God giveth. We realize that. And straightway took his journey. Now, at that time, then he that had received the five talents went out and traded with the same and made them other five talents, just like the woman increasing her oil. And the vessels were full. Sell that you have, pay your debt. Live with the rest. Well, he got five other talents. And likewise, he that received two talents gathered another two. But he that received one, and this is where most of the church is, thinking, well, I'm saved. We have pleasure in this world, prosperity, cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches. I give a large offering so I can get a larger offering from God. And we've been duped, lied to in a prosperity, somebody said, well, God wish we to be above all things, and we may prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. Third John 2, yes, even as your soul prospers, but always be rich toward God, not rich toward yourself. Because in that night, that midnight cry, what happens? In that midnight cry, the man had a, the, the grounds of a rich man brought forth plentifully. And he said, what shall I do? I have much good. I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. Then I'd say, so eat, drink, take thine ease. Be at ease in Zion. Woe be unto them that are at ease in Zion. Stir yourself up. Get, Get action, mobile. Give to the work of God. Give to the ones that's in the truth. You want to give to a Pentecostal? You'll have a Pentecostal reward. Give to that in truth and you'll be blessed. You give to a prophet, you have a prophet's reward. Give apostle, have an apostle's reward. But you have to give to the truth. Now the preceding word of God. And at that point, that that uh, that rich man said, I have much goods stored up for many years. So eat, drink, be merry, take thine ease. Thou hast much goods. There's these goods stored up. I have these goods given to me. But I have these goods stored up for many years. And it said that night, there was a midnight cry, that at night, that, that judgment there, uh, the night is far past, the day is that ahead. But that midnight cry, there, that night, a voice from heaven said, thou fool, this night, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whoso shall those things be? So is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. Take those goods he's given you. Multiply it out there. Your treasure's in heaven where moth and rust does not corrupt and thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there's your heart also. Make sure that it's rich toward God, not rich toward self. That's during the midnight cry, that night. And whenever that said, thou fool, thy soul. Will be required of thee. This is simply admonishing. Let us go on to tabernacles, tabernacles, not Pentecostals, tabernacles. Let's press toward the mark for the prize. As I call him, God in Christ Jesus. Don't be duped by some prosperity gospel. <laughs> uh, many of err thinking that gain is godliness. From such turn away. It says here, they then a long time the Lord of those servants comes. And he reckons with them. And he, so he that received five talents, came and brought other five talents. Said, "Lord, here's the five talents you give, but I have another five talents." He that wins souls is wise. You give of the ministry here. We win souls, which we're doing. We're baptizing sometimes 100, 200 souls at one time in the name of Jesus Christ and a Jesus-only doctrine of Christ. Well, you give somebody said, "Well, I didn't go with you." Yeah, but we divide. Those that say back and those that go to warfare divide equally alike. So ever so we reach, you reach. Isn't that wonderful? He that winneth souls is wise. And it says, and he that had received the five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou delivered to me five talents. I have gained beside them another five talents. Well, he's using that for the kingdom of God. Everything he said, he's zealous for the work of the kingdom, the work of the ministry. His Lord said to him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Those are ones sealed. The servants of God are sealed. The ones that are walking in present truth meet for the master's use. Those are the only ones sealed, not little babies, not little children, but the ones that get the word, the word of God strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked ones through the word. And knowing those things that have come upon the earth to try the earth. And he said, I'll make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Also, he that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou delivered me two talents. I've gained other talents, two, two other talents beside them. The Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. But he that received that one talent came and said, Lord, I know thee that thou art a hard man. And he said, you've reaped what you hadn't sown. And you've gathered where you have not strawed or planted. And I was afraid. Fear. Perfect love casteth out fear. Believe God. Somebody said, well, if I give that, I'm out of limb. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Believe God. Now with all things that consider the lilies they told, not neither that they spend. Yet now I say unto you, Solomon, and all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. How much more will he take care of you, O ye a little faith? He said it. He meant it. And at the end, he's going to take two wings of a great eagle to the woman. We're going to fly into the wilderness where we have a place prepared of God where we're nourished from the face of the serpent. Or time times the dividing of a time three and a half years forty two months time that thousand two hundred three score days through that great tribulation God's going to take care of us Hallelujah to God and He said there He said I was afraid I went and I hid your talent in the earth Lo thou hast that that is thine Yeah I didn't get anything else but but I gave you back what you gave me His Lord answered and said unto him Thou wicked and slothful servant why is he wicked? Because he's slowful. He's not doing anything for God. And he said, Thou knewest I reap where I sowed not, and I gather where I have not strawed or planted. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers. So then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him and give it to him that hath ten talents. For unto every one that has shall be given. And he shall have abundance, but him that had not shall be taken away, even that which you have. Somebody said, well, certainly was saved, and cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, we want to take heed, lest a promise live to any of us. We should seem to come short of entering to his rest. We want to be pleasing to God, and only by faith can we do that. We're saved by grace through faith, and that faith requires works that accompany salvation. We don't know them by their fruit. And he says over there that this grace worketh. It it reigns through righteousness. Without righteousness, there is no grace. In other words... We're honestly contented for that faith that's once delivered to the saints, that following the leading of the Holy Ghost, for as many as are led of the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And the whole creation moaneth and earth in pain to be delivered into the glorious liberty of the children of God, the sons of God. And not only they, but we also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, do groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our bodies the manifestation of the sons of God. It's ahead. Before we get there, before that day of the Lord, there is a midnight cry. That cry is happening now. The cry of the two witnesses of Rosh Hashanah is happening right now. The ministry voice of Jesus is happening right now. Let us hear from you. Subscribe to the podcast. Let us work together if you're a minister or you'd like to hear more. Join us here at DBM. Call to the Nations. Many ministers right now, India, uh, Africa have over a thousand ministers, uh, Pakistan, uh, really now uh, it's going over Asia, Europe, uh, America, uh, quite a bit in America, Canada as well, South America, uh, Central America. It's all over that you're listening and you you're responding. We're, we want to hear from you. Well, uh, sealinggodspeople.org go to the podcast Sealing God's People. Uh, You'll see there, there's a great work coming. It is not revival. It is a new thing. Don't miss out. friend. we have our gift offer this month. Gift offer 1001, which is eight DVDs in the Jesus Only Doctrine of Christ, which is essential for sealing going from babies to little children, that to overcomers. And then final fathers, having their father's name written in there for you. As I think you'll find it a blessing to you, eight DVDs, well over two hours teaching on each DVD on the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now you can get this right to me, Dennis Beard, at Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. That's Dennis Beard. Post Office Box 2906 Longview, Texas Zip Code 75606 Or visit our website DennisBeard.org Or SealingGodsPeople.org Request your copy 8 DVDs on the Revelation of Jesus Christ Mention Offer 1001 That's 1001 For your gift of $100 Or more and we'll get it Right out to you. Again That's the Revelation of Jesus Christ, eight DVDs over two hours teaching on each separate DVD of eight DVDs over 16 hours of teaching. Therefore, normally a gift of 160, you can have it. Our gift offer for this month, Gift Offer 1001, 1001, request the Revelation of Jesus Christ for your gift of $100 or more right there at... Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas Zip Code 75606 Or the website DennisPirit.org Or SealingGodsPeople.org I know it'll be a blessing to you Until the next time Brother Dennis Spirit say Behold the real Jesus